Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that all life is interconnected and interdependent. And ancient wisdom and spirituality has been teaching the truth of oneness for eons. So what you do to a person, you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is At One with Jeffrey C. Olson. Jeffrey is an author and a near-death experiencer. And he, I am so thankful to have him with us. Thank you so much, Jeffrey, for being our guest on Awake to Oneness Radio. Oh, it's such an honor to be with you, Caroline. I, uh, I can't wait to get into this conversation and just see what we create together. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I was actually introduced to you by a dear friend, Elizabeth, um, who is founded um, Helping Parents Heal. And I know that you'll be a speaker at the first conference coming up in April. Um, the first Helping Parents Heals conference. You're one of the many speakers. So I would love for you, I know I know your story a little bit, but I would love for you to um, share your journey and your story with our, our listeners. Oh, I, I would love to. And I am excited. Elizabeth invited me uh, to the Helping Parents Heal first annual conference in Scottsdale, Arizona. Yes. And I'll be speaking both Friday and Saturday, so people will have plenty of uh, opportunity to hear the story. And I'm going to go in great detail there as well. But I'll just I'll just start really from uh, from the beginning, um, and and I'll, I'll I'll cut to the chase as we get up into the near death experience. But as you well know, the life experience is far more important and meaningful, perhaps, than the near death experience. But the near-death experience changed my life. I will never be the same. Now, I, uh, I grew up on a little farm. My parents divorced when I was young, so I spent time with a single mother and then a single father. Mm-hmm. I went away to college and uh, actually went uh, on a football scholarship. I was a Division I collegiate athlete, and I loved that. Um, although I was playing football, I studied art, so there was always kind of a sensitive side to me. But the most important thing I did in college was fall madly, wildly, shamelessly head over heels in love <laughs> with, uh, with Tamara, Tamara Spencer. And mm-hmm. uh, I write about that in my book, but boy, when she came into my life, what a bright light, um, what a bright light in this world. And we fell in love. We got married. We uh, had our first son about three years into the marriage, Spencer. Okay. Beautiful boy, fantastic. And Tamara had had complications in getting pregnant again, and and we, we had to even seek medical assistance. But after six years, boy number two showed up, Griffin. And so it was me and my wife and this beautiful little family of two boys and uh, we were taking a family vacation. It was the Easter weekend. Mm-hmm. And we went to southern Utah from northern Utah to visit uh, not only her parents who were there, but also her grandfather who was suffering from Alzheimer's disease and was really going downhill fast. 
but we loaded everyone in the car. It was a beautiful road trip. If you've been to Utah, we, we lived up in the Alpine part of northern Utah by the ski resorts. And gosh, in a matter of a, a few hours, you're in the Red Rock Deserts um, of southern Utah, which it's just such a vast, diverse uh, scenery. And so we took that trip. We visited with family. We had a beautiful Easter weekend. And uh, we were on our way home. We had loaded everyone in the car. I had buckled the boys in their car seats. Tamara jumped in the car, and I was just ready to, to pull away from the curb. And I, I want to touch on this because there's these moments in our life that are absolutely profound, and you often don't know it until hindsight. Right. But as I was pulling the car into drive, and there was her folks, grandma and grandpa, on the porch waving as they do, right. Tamara stopped me. She said, hold, hold on just a minute. And I put the car back in park, and she said, I want to go say goodbye to mom and dad one more time. Wow. Well, I put the car in park. Mm -hmm. Now, I watched as she got out. In, in, in that moment, I was thinking, oh, women, you know, we've, we've, <laughs> we've hugged, we've, yeah. we've said goodbye, we've packed everyone in the car. But, you know, I, I watched as she, as she got out of the car and mm -hmm. as she ran up to the porch to her mom and dad. And I noticed how she not only hugged them each, but she kissed them both. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I saw that. I, I just, I noticed it. And of course, then she came bounding back to the car and jumped in and buckled up and she was joyful and happy. Yes. And away we went. You know, I put it in drive and I went out and hit the interstate. I cranked the cruise control up to 75, which is as fast as I could legally go. Right. And we headed northbound for, uh, towards Salt Lake City. And as I drove, I had some profound moments too. Um, just looking in the rear view mirror, I mean, just checking traffic. But at one point I happened to just check the rear view mirror, watching traffic. And I noticed Griffin, my little boy, who was just a toddler. He was just learning to walk. Mm -hmm. And we'd had a beautiful weekend with him. I mean, you know, he was just old enough at Easter that he, we, we had a family tradition of coloring the Easter eggs and hiding them out in the garden so the kids could go find them. And right. he had been toddling about and grabbing the colored eggs and he was bringing them to me and, you know, just learning to walk. He would take a few steps and fall down and crawl and he would hold up the, uh, the Easter eggs and he would say in his simple little beginning of words, he would say, dad, ball. Mm. And, uh, a just, you know, beautiful kid. And as I was glancing in the rearview mirror, I saw him in his car seat right. and he had fallen sound asleep. Yes. But suddenly in that moment, I thought, what a miracle. I mean, what a miracle. We were told we would never have more children. And there he is. And I noticed these beautiful details about, I mean, simple things like how long his eyelashes were. <laughs> Although he was all boy, he was just a, a very handsome, beautiful child. And I glanced at Spencer, my older son, who was seven years old at the time, and he was playing with Star Wars action figures that he had gotten in his Easter basket mm -hmm. and having a lightsaber battle. And I also, you know, just getting my attention back to the road, I noticed Tamara. And she had laid her seat back and was sound asleep as well, but still holding on to my right hand. And I just had this profound moment of gratitude of like, wow, what, what did I do to deserve all this in my life? Um, 
how lucky am I as a man to be surrounded by all this beauty and all this love? And of course, you know, then I headed back up the road. And I bring that up because I think sometimes we do have whispers or precursors. I mean, Tamara is saying, let me go say goodbye to mom and dad one more time. Me having this profound glimpse just into the connection I had with my family and the blessing that they were in my life. But it was about an hour and a half after that, that I, um, I lost control of the car. And I'm not positive what happened. There was reports of crosswinds and of a pickup truck that was driving erratically on the interstate. The most difficult thing for me is I, 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 I believe I, I dozed off just for a second, just when you, when you just nod off and then I came up and yeah. the, car, uh, the car swerved to the right and I overcorrected to the left and I, I lost control of the car. And the car began to roll, not off the road, but down the road on the hard concrete propelled at 75 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. And they say the car probably rolled six to eight times. It was a horrific automobile accident. Mm -hmm. And I blacked out for most of that. Uh, when the car came to a stop, however, I was completely conscious that we had wrecked. The first thing I remember hearing was Spencer, my seven-year-old son, crying hysterically in the back seat. Mm -hmm. now, now, as a father, my reaction was, I've got to get to him. Oh, I've got to get to my boy. I've got to find out if he's okay. I was totally unaware of it at the time, but as soon as I tried to move to go get him, I realized I was pinned. I couldn't move. Mm -hmm. I was pinned either to the floorboard or the seat. I, I wasn't sure. I was struggling to breathe. I was losing consciousness. I, I didn't know of my injuries in that moment. I was just absolutely panicked with what had happened. But both of my legs had been crushed and shattered. My, my left leg was eventually amputated above the knee. I had injured my back. I had, I had, my, my lungs were collapsing. I was struggling to breathe. My right arm had nearly been pulled off. And then the seatbelt had cut through my midsection and ruptured all my uh, intestines, all my insides. Oh, my goodness. I was, uh, I was basically a goner. And, uh, and I was unaware of all, any of that. All I knew is I heard my son crying and as a father, I wanted to get to him. Mm -hmm. But that, that's when the brutal reality hit that no one else was crying. Um, and it was in that moment that I realized that Griffin, my little toddler son and Tamara, my, my beautiful wife were, were gone. They did not make it. They were killed instantly at the scene of the accident. Mm. And it was a horrific thing for a man. I mean, it's the worst kind of a hell a man could ever be in, mm -hmm. realizing that I've got a hysterical child I can't get to. Half the family is gone. Now, you, and, and, Jeffrey, you knew in the car, you knew your wife and baby was gone, were gone. I knew that there. I knew that there. And I, I don't often elaborate on this. Um, uh -huh. It's still difficult to talk about. It's been 20 years. I, I couldn't speak of this for a decade, but w right. what happened is, is Griffin, my little toddler son, his, his car seat had broken apart, and he had been ejected from the car. I was aware of that. Oh. Just devastating. Tamara, because she had laid her seat back and was sleeping, the, the restraint, the seatbelt didn't work properly, and although she was still in the seat, she had been thrown about. And... Um, 
anyway, I, I won't get into all of that, but, yeah. but it's so awful. And, and I share that to put things in context. I mean, that was the worst, darkest moment of my life. Yes. And, uh, you know, the guilt, the regret, the, oh my gosh, can't I take those three minutes back, three seconds back? Can't I just right, right, right. have this over again? And, and it was in that absolute sheer panic. And I was, I, I was attempting to speak to Spencer, who was crying, and he was in the back seat. And I remember saying to him, just attempting to calm him down. Right. I said, it's going to be okay. Mm. And mm. then I felt the rush of that's a lie. You know, it's not okay. I mean, this is not okay. Mm. And it was in that absolute panic. And, and I share that not to be morbid or, or graphic. It was in that absolute panic that something extraordinary happened. Suddenly I felt this rush of calmness. In this absolute mayhem, this chaos, suddenly there was calmness. And it felt as if light rushed to me. It felt as if tangible light just came and began to embrace me and comfort me in the worst moment of my life. And I felt a rise. Like I've, it felt as if I was rising above this accident, rising above this chaos. And I, I, I really wondered, gosh, what's happening? Am I okay? Suddenly I could breathe fine. The pain was gone. I, I had this calming love that was all around me. And I thought, what's happening? What's happening? As I came to terms that, wow, I'm really okay. That's when I realized that Tamara, my wife, who I knew was deceased at the scene, she was there with me. Mm -hmm. And she was okay. Now, let me just put this in context a little bit. And again, I, I don't want to be graphic, but what took Tamara's life at the scene of the accident was some severe head trauma. Yes. I, I don't even, I mean, it's, it's difficult even still to mention that, knowing that at the scene of the accident, and yet being in this beautiful light and looking at her and saying, oh my goodness, she's okay. She was as beautiful and glorious, in fact, more glorious than I'd ever seen her before. And I thought, what's happening? Are we really okay? Mm-hmm. And that's when she began to be emphatic, saying, no, 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 Jeff, you've got to go back. You've got to go back. You can't come. You've got to go back. Mm -hmm. Now, that was, um, that was quite a moment for me of, of choice. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I learned at this point that our choices are so valuable. But here I was looking at the woman I, I loved more than life. Mm -hmm. And yet I knew I had a little boy crying in the backseat of that car. Right. And I made the choice to, to come back. Mm -hmm. Now, as, as, uh, as profound as this may come off, I did have the opportunity, and I hesitated to share this for years, because I had the opportunity to say goodbye. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how many, how many of us lose loved ones and we never get to say goodbye? But there we were in this beautiful light. Right, right. And, and I was able to, to say, okay, I'm going back. And, and right. said the most profound goodbye I, I will ever say. Okay. And then I found myself, and that's another thing that was so powerful. It's our thoughts. It's our intention. As soon as I knew I'm coming back, right. I, did, I didn't have to figure out how. Suddenly, I found myself wandering through, <laughs> wandering may be the wrong word, moving effortlessly through a hospital. Mm -hmm. A 
hospital. Right. Now I have no concept of time right. um, in this in this bubble of light, this goodbye, if you will. I later found out that people stopped, that people rushed to our aid. One was a doctor. They were able to see to me, to Spencer, to take care of the accident scene in a professional way. Mm-hmm. Spencer basically walked away from the accident. He was banged up a little bit, but he was physically unhurt. But emotionally, he thought he had lost his whole family. They rushed us to a local hospital. My injuries were so extensive, the local hospital knew they could do nothing for me. So they immediately life-flighted me and Spencer. They brought Spencer to Salt Lake City for observations at a children's hospital. Mm -hmm. They life-flighted me to a level one trauma center, the closest one they could find, which was in Salt Lake City. And, uh, and that's where, where, where I was life flighted into. I had, I had no concept, no idea. All I knew is I had wrecked the car. I had said the most profound goodbye I would ever say. Mm. And now I was moving effortlessly through this hospital, observing the doctors, the patients, the families of the patients, the nurses, everything in a busy level one trauma center. And And yet I saw these people in such a different light. Everyone I saw, I I knew them. I mean, I knew their love. I knew their hate. I knew their motivations. I knew their choices. I was experiencing their life as if they were me. I mean, I, I I knew their abuse. I knew their addiction. I knew their love. I knew their affections. I, I was experiencing as if we were literally one. There was a oneness that was undeniable. And everyone I saw, I had this absolute, overwhelming, unconditional love for. Wow. It, it didn't matter who they were or what they had done or what they hadn't done. Everyone from the heroin addict to the, the saintly grandma to the doctors to the, I mean, I had this overwhelming love to the point that I wanted to embrace them. I was experiencing oneness with no judgments. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, you know, I, I grew up in a, in a Christian home. A, a biblical verse came up for me, and I realized the universe communicates in language we'll understand, but a verse came up, which was the famous verse that says, inasmuch as you've done it unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. Yes, which, one, of, which, one of my favorite verses. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. verse. And I used to believe that that was a nice verse about being nice, but boy, in this context... I realized that the the great teacher, the master that said that, literally knew the oneness that I was experiencing. He saw himself as no better than the man in prison, than the beggar in the street. And suddenly, this is what I was experiencing. I was all of them, and all of them were me. And, And the name of your show, The Oneness, I was basking in the oneness, the connection of pure, unconditional love. I wanted to embrace every one of them as a long lost brother or sister and simply love them. Yes. That's so beautiful. Well, and it it changed me forever. I mean, suddenly judgments and comparisons just go out the window. And I was, I was feeling all this and wondering about till I finally saw a man or a body laying on the gurney that I didn't feel anything from, which I thought was really odd. Mm. So I stepped closer to take a look and that's when I realized, Oh my goodness, that, is me. I was looking at my body and yet Uh it wasn't me. I was this divine spirit having this profound experience, but there was my, there was my body. There was the skin suit that I'd been wearing in this life. Mm -hmm. 
And there was intense sadness. I mean, I, I was a mess and I knew it, but I also knew I was to get back in that body. And um, again, I didn't have to figure it out or make it. It was intention. It was the pure choice of I'm getting back in. And then boom, I was back in the body, but boy, back to all the pain, the trauma, the guilt, the, you know, everything that goes with that. Right. Um, and that was, it was so heavy. It was like just being covered with a lead blanket after lead blanket. I just, it felt so heavy and intense and painful to be in the body. I was, uh, I, I was respirated. They had a big tube down my throat doing the breathing from my lungs. My right. legs were obviously immobile. My right arm was immobile. Mm -hmm. They eventually tied down my left arm because I kept grabbing at all the medical equipment. Right. And uh, I just learned a whole new meaning to the term be still. Mm -hmm. I, I had no choice. I literally was laying in the hospital, wallowing in the shock and guilt of the accident and also coming to terms with, wow, what was that? Mm -hmm. Being out of the body and experiencing all that love. Wow. It's so amazing. Hearing your story, um, I don't know if you're familiar, but there was a, a movie that came out that's similar. It was, should, I, I want to say the name of it, Should I Stay? And that's oh, yeah. God. That is uh, because she, she lost her young lady, young yep. girl, lost her entire family in a car accident on a yep. snowy, icy road. And, and the whole time she's seeing, she's seeing everything that's going on in the hospital. First, her brother was fine. And then her brother um, passed. It was her mom, her dad. She, you know, she saw everybody go and she's like, should I stay? You yeah. know, and she decided to stay. That's so your, your real life story of <laughs> should I stay? Um, yeah. I think I'm saying the, I don't know if I'm saying the name of the movie correctly. I think it's should I stay? I think that's, I, do, I, I believe that's the title. I saw that film. I wept. I wept. Oh, I, was boy, I, 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 oh. I don't carry, I don't carry Kleenex. I'm like, I'm, I'm using my sleeve. <laughs> I'm, I'm falling in the film. You needed a whole box for that movie. Yeah, yeah, but it's so amazing. But you know what? I am I'm really oh, I am just so thank you so much for sharing your story. And I'm so glad you shared the part about how your wife said, I want to go back and say goodbye. That was that was see, here's the thing. Our higher self, our higher self knows what's happening. Our higher self has these plans. And we're, we're not human, our human consciousness is not aware of what is going on with our higher self that knows all, that higher self that is one with all. And her higher self, she, she was obedient. She listened. She didn't know why, but spirit told her, go give your mom and dad and your grandfather a kiss and hug goodbye. Spirit was, and she was, she was so wonderful that she listened because so that happens all the time with all of us. And so many of us don't listen when yeah. spirit is telling us to do something. We're like, oh, I, or, like you said, I already said goodbye. Why say goodbye again? You know, that's right. what a lot of us would have ignored, but your wife didn't, which is so beautiful. She followed her spirit guidance and she went and she gave her mom and dad a hug goodbye. Her soul knew it was her time. Yeah. 
Yeah. Her soul, and her soul knew it wasn't your time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and she, and she was emphatic about that. Yeah. You've got to go back. I mean, you know, as, as the whole thing played out. Now, I spent, I spent almost five months in the hospital. I mean, yes. I, I had 18 surgeries putting me back together. I had other profound things. You, you brought up the movie, Should I Stay? There was times in the hospital that my spirit was outside of my body again. It just yes. had to have a break from all yes. of it. But yes. I was always nearby. And, right. and right. all those things take place. After I recovered, I mean, after I returned home and, and I, I learned to walk on a prosthetic limb, all these things. At one point I did, I mean, I was so lonely. I was so bereaved, but there was a time when I went to the grave site mm -hmm. and I, I was literally weeping and angry and upset. I was saying, how could you leave me? How could you do this? You know, I mean, you're in that beautiful place. I'm here attempting to raise our son. I don't even walk properly. I, you know, I, I was, I was grieving. Yes. I was angry, upset. Yes. I swear to you, she came to me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the overall feeling I had, you talked about our higher selves, our, our knowing, if you will. Yes. She simply said, Jeff, this was all part of the plan. When I'm saying, how could you leave me? Her answer was, I loved you enough to leave. Mm -hmm. I loved you enough to play this thing out. You and I agreed this is the way it was all going to be. And your life would be so much different had I stayed and we growed old together, you wouldn't be doing and experiencing the things that, that you're doing now. I loved you enough. I loved you unconditionally. And I would have loved to stay and grow old with you, but that wasn't the plan. plan. Exactly. Different. And so she, you know, oh, she just empowered me with love like that. And I realized, well, there is more to it. And she yes. was always very intuitive that way. She yes. always had, yes. you know, I thought it was funny that she went and hugged and kissed mom and dad, but to her, she no. followed, I call it the whisper. It's that whisper. It's that instinct. You just know what you know and you do it. You do it. Yeah. We, all, we all have the gift if we're just we open. We have that if we live. And so it's so, so beautiful because the whole reason that I was inspired to do what I'm doing, I don't know if you're aware, my son transitioned. And mm -hmm. when he was in the hospital, I was reading two books, Your Soul's Plan and Your Soul's Gift. And at the moment, um, he transitioned. I was at peace. And, and there's a backstory behind that because people are like, how? But there's a backstory because I was granted a miracle two and a half years before he transitioned. And I recognized that miracle. I didn't have a near death experience. I tried to take my life. When doctors told me two and a half years before he transitioned, doctors said he wasn't going to live. I tried to take my life. And, and when I tried after that, after I came home, and he came home, he pulled himself off of life support. A week after doctors said he wasn't gonna live, he pulled himself off of life support. Simi sedated and he was fine. Doctors were like, they're like, oh my God. I experienced a true miracle at which my life and my son's life was spared at that time. Um, and so when he did go back into the hospital two and a half years later, I said, thank you. I was still thanking God for that miracle of bringing him home. And I didn't know what was going to happen the next time, but I was still, I told God I would never, ever, ever, ever stop thanking him for that miracle. And so when I was in the hospital with him the last month of his life, I'm reading Your Soul's Plan and Your Soul's Gift by Dr. Robert Schwartz, who was my first guest, guest on my 
first episode. And this, we have to tell people, is episode number 100. 100. 100. 100. That's beautiful. I'm yes. so honored. I'm episode so honored. number 100. This is my 100th show. And I'm so thankful to be doing this the past three years. But I knew at the moment that my son transitioned and I, a, a sense of peace came over me, I knew it was a soul plan. I knew he and I had planned this together and I knew he wasn't gone. Yeah. He's not gone. Your yeah. wife's not gone. Your baby son, they're not gone. They're never gone. They're always, always, always with us. And, then, and if we listen, if we're quiet enough, we're still enough, we can hear them speaking to us yes yeah well and i'm so thrilled that helping parents heal has brought you together with me and at one i mean and i say losing a child that we never lose them they're never never, but those of us who have had children transition yes i mean that is a pain so deep that only those who have experienced it could ever even fathom right um where that drags our soul and 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 the the courage Yes. Um, that it takes to, to overcome that. And, yes. and yeah, the, 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 the angelic dreams or visitations, I mean, that, that may have been one of the most profound things that happened in the hospital. And this was right. after all, I mean, this was at the end of my hospital stay. Right. I had been through ICU. I had been through surgical recovery. I was in the rehabilitation unit of the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I felt that light again. I, was, I, was, I had gone to sleep. I felt that light come. I felt me raise above the hospital bed. And this time the light dispersed and I was in the most beautiful place. And, and I began, I actually began to run. Mm. You know, I mean, having been a former athlete and I knew I wouldn't be running in this realm, but boy, in that realm, I ran. Yes. And, and it felt physical. I mean, I could feel the energy charge up through my calves and thighs and I was just joyfully running. And all the, the sense was, I'm home. Yes. I'm home. I'm, I, it wasn't heaven or the others. It was, it was home. I mean, right. so yes. welcoming. And, and uh, as I did that, I got the message that I wasn't there to stay. <laughs> and there was this corridor off to my left. And I, I, I knew intuitively I'm to go down that corridor that way. And I did. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the corridor was a baby crib. Okay. And, and knowing that, Griffin was thrown from the car and all, you know, that of a toddler. I I raced to the crib and I looked in the crib and there he was. Mm. As beautiful and as peaceful as when I'd glanced in the rearview mirror and seen him sleeping. Right. Oh, and I I scooped him up and that felt physical. I mean, I could feel him against me. I could feel his breath. I could feel his warm breath on my neck and his soft head on my face. And I thought, I'm really here. I mean, it was so real. That's real. Yes. This this is the crazy, weird, foggy dream, but that yeah. realm. Yes, exactly. So I agree. Real. I I believe when we all transition, when we all cross over, because there's no death, but when we transition to that side, we'll we'll under the first thing we'll realize is all of this is just a dream. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All of this is the dream. That is real. That is the real. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But boy, that was, you know, there was some beautiful closure. And, and yet you never, you know, there's never closure. You never, you never get over it. Right, right, right. You get used to it. But boy, has he been a, he, Griffin is my greatest guardian angel. Yeah. I mean, I feel him. I feel his presence. And he's no longer the little toddler boy. He, right. he came to me recently in a dream. Okay. Uh, 
and he was a full-grown young man, okay. you know, six foot two or three, and just beautiful. <laughs> and I had a, I had a beautiful experience with him in a dream, but I, a dream isn't even the right word. I, I prefer to say it, it was a visit. We had a visit, okay. you know. Well, what at what year was Griffin born? Because Kyle was born in '84, and Kyle was Kyle played football. Kyle was six uh, two and a big guy, and he was 29 when he crossed over, but he would be 33 today. So I was just wondering what age. Oh, uh, see, Griffin Griffin was born in '96. He'd be 22 okay. today. Okay. In this time and day, he'd be okay. about 22. Young young man. Okay. All right. So they're together right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, and I know that. See, there's no, there's no accidents. You yeah. and I talking that everything is in divine order, and they're up there, they're up there elbowing each other. Look at your mama. Look at your mom. You know what I mean? And they're and they're laughing. And and and, and I really believe. Uh, in fact, I know they're saying they're going to do it. They're going to bring the consciousness up. They're going to bring people together. They're going to ripple this thing out so that we finally get to oneness. We finally embrace that oneness and that love that we are that we all came from that we're all going back to and heaven will be right here there'll, there'll be nowhere to go it'll be right here exactly yeah. exactly and that's so true and i i know in my heart and soul that is where we're heading for to oneness unity consciousness when we understand that we are all one yeah. separation is an illusion there is no separation like you said with um the quote one, one of my favorite quotes is um what you do to the the least uh, of mine you do unto me jesus quoted that saying that the the beggar on the street the homeless person sleeping on a bench they're no different they're, we're all equal we're yep. all equal and we, we know this in our heart and soul that person is no different, and that person is a part of me. Everybody I see is a part of me. There is no separation. And when we awaken, what we have to do is awake from this dream enough to remember that we are all one. It's not even that we have to learn it. We just have to remember. And it's beautiful when you experience, when you get, you got to but you, you were so blessed. I was blessed. I was blessed with two, two and a half extra years with my son. And you were blessed. So I got to say my goodbyes. And yeah. you were blessed. You got to say your goodbyes to your wife and your son. So we were both very, very blessed that yeah. way. Because it's just, it's all in perfect divine order. There are no accidents. No. There are no accidents. Everything is happening in perfect divine. And I will get to see you. I will be at oh, the conference. Yes. Oh, I can't yes. wait to give you a big hug. That'll yes. be awesome. Yes. And yes. I know there's so many people coming. I, I, I'm very excited. In fact, Elizabeth said, gosh, we're sold out. We, you know, yes. but, yes. Uh, but I, I can't wait. And I, uh, I live not far from Scottsdale now. Okay. We, I, I've moved from the snowy mountains of Utah down to a place called Vistancia, but it's out in the Sonoran Desert, about okay. 35 minutes out of, um, out of Scottsdale, and it's, uh, it's beautiful and warm. I was swimming yesterday, you know, <laughs> and it's February, and it's, uh, it, it is fantastic. So I, I I'm jealous. I'm in the mountains. I'm in the Pocono Mountains of North, okay. northeastern beautiful. Pennsylvania, but actually today we're having an unseasonably warm day. It's like 55 degrees here today. Oh, wow. Wow. Not, but it was like two days ago, it was like 20. 
So it's like every other day is like, what's going on? Well, that's, <laughs> but, nor that's normal for the mountains. 20 degrees is just balmy winter weather, but. Uh, yes, 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 yes. And I'm used to, I've been here 26 years and we three feet of snow is nothing for us. We had four feet of snow in March of last year. So it's. Wow, yep. Yes. Yeah, I know that's where I that's where I've come from, but uh, yeah. it's different now. It's desert and sororal mm -hmm. cactus and uh, and lots of sunshine. Wow, you're in a beautiful spot, and I can't wait. I've never been to Arizona, so I am very much looking forward to this. Oh, but please, I want you to share share what share. Uh, I know you've written three books, and you just released the new one. Please, yes. In fact, I, I've got it here. Okay, knowing. Knowing is the name of it. it. It's knowing now, and this is a very uh, yeah, it's a very special book. This is the compilation of the first two books into okay. one cohesive story. Okay, I've expanded it. I've expanded it, and I've and I've gone further with chapters, um, deeper insights, more. The the first book, I knew their hearts was all about the accident, the near death experience. Mm -hmm. The second book, Beyond Mile Marker 80, and Mile Marker 80 is where the accident happened. Right. That was about putting the pieces back together. I mean, right. gosh, healing, becoming a single father, uh, getting back to work, and then actually eventually falling in love again. Yes. Remarrying, and, 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 and Tamara was very involved in bringing Tanya, my current wife, into my life. That's and beautiful. What a, what, you know, what a blessing that is. And, yes, um, yes. And then we adopted two additional boys. So it's Tanya and I, and we're raising these three boys. Spencer's all grown up now. He's 27 years old. He's yes. happily married and doing um, well. And then the other two are still teenage boys at home. But yes. knowing takes all of that, and it combines it. Yes. It expands deeper insights, and it goes into all the things that have happened since the accident, um, the, the connections, the messages I get from heaven, from deceased yes. loved ones. Yes. And how we implement that in our life, but uh, but anyway, I'm very thrilled. I just yes. I just checked on Amazon, and it was number two on the hot bestsellers list. So awesome. I was really pleased about that. I love it. I am the, well. I I thank you so much because I've been for the past. Like I said, I started this podcast three years ago. Um, I have listeners that have been saying you need telling me I should write a book. My son from the other side said, "Mom, you have a book in you." He told uh, me that through Suzanne Giesman. I had oh, a yes, I know I Suzanne had, well. Yes, I had a reading with Suzanne on Kyle's um, 31st birthday, so two years ago, on his birthday, which was Thanksgiving Day. I had a reading, um, actually it was just a little over a year ago, because it was Thanksgiving, not this past Thanksgiving, but the Thanksgiving 2016, and he said through Suzanne, he said, Mom, you have a book in you. And I keep saying, oh, I'm waiting, I'm waiting to be inspired. So, but no, this is the year and I have the title and the title is Thankful I Am Awake. Oh, beautiful. I love it. I love it. It, it. it is an awakening. Yes. It is an awakening. And, uh, and that Suzanne's going to be at the, uh, at the yes. conference in Scottsdale yes. as well. Yes. So there's going to be quite a group of it. It's going to be, it's going to be a beautiful, fun gathering. Oh, it's going to be amazing. It is, I, I, oh, it's so amazing. It's so amazing. Yeah. And, and please, I also, I love the name of your website, At One Now. Yes. Now, please. Yeah, share. yeah, my, my, I, I have, I have a business partner, Tracy Cohen, who lives in Boston. She okay. has come forward and, and none of this would be possible without her wisdom and her support. 
but we formed an organization called at one mm-hmm. and the website is at one now.com but it's all written out it's a t n o w or a t o n e n o w at one now.com and it's a wealth i mean there's videos there's scientific papers Tracy is on the board of directors for the Division of Perceptual Studies out of the University of Virginia. Scientists who are interested in this communication, who are interested in the, uh, what people might call the paranormal or the spiritual things, and At One brings science, medicine, and spirituality onto common ground to really have the conversation. But the website is a wealth of, of photos, uh, videos, books, uh, scientific documentation and everything so yeah visit that at one now.com thank you so much because that actually this show like i said this is my 100th show i have had scientists scientists doctors dr bruce lipton um medical doctors um dr larry dawson you name it because for me what awoke me to the truth of oneness was science yes what what the bleep was what inspired my, and I always say inspired, because the awakening truly comes from within. Yes. Uh, And all a book or a documentary or a lecture can do is inspire that awakening from within. So I always say that's my show. The goal of my show is to inspire to a person to awaken to the truth of oneness. And my awakening was through quantum physics. So, cause I, I read metaphysical books like for 20 years. I'm like, okay, but I, I'm not getting it. I watched What the Bleep. Okay, I get it. We're all one. Very simple, <laughs> just like that. We are all one. And that cleared up all of the questions I had. Understanding oneness, understanding the connection. There's only one thing God is all there is. Yep. And this is a dream of our own creation. Yes, absolutely. Amen. Yes, this is a dream of our own creation. So we plan it. So the the joy comes, the peace, the joy, the happiness comes from within. When you start to go in every now moment, because that's all there is, is the now moment. Is. And in every now moment, you just say, thank you to life and you go with the flow you stay open you stay still enough to hear your spirit guidance like your wife did when she went to give her parents a hug goodbye you know that is all just that's what we're here to do follow our spirit guidance and we'll all be we we're we're not gone like our loved ones are not gone they're right here with us but we'll all be together together again in a blink of an eye because it's just, it's all now. So yeah. just, just being in the now and loving the now, loving what is, is how you truly live the key to true happiness is loving the now. Oh, I love that, Caroline. What an honor and pleasure to be with you. And uh, I can't wait to see you here in Arizona. I know. Uh, I am so excited. And I, I definitely am going to get a book and I want it autographed. <laughs> All right. Well, I will, I will bring a pen. You bring your book and I'll bring a pen and we'll get okay. that taken care of. Okay. Awesome. Very good. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. This is so um, tell us more, though. Tell us some. Um, I know that the book has just been released. You're going to be speaking at the conference in April. What else is coming up for you? 
Well, gosh, we just came off of, we just had a big gathering in Sedona. Um, Close to 200 people came and that was all about oneness through human triumph. We were celebrating the human triumphs of people who have overcome very difficult things and been guided through that. Um, I'm heading out next month in March to Austin, Texas, Mm -hmm. Wisdom of the Near-Death Experience. That's a conference in Austin. And then uh, I'll be in Scottsdale. And then in May, I'll actually be in Findhorn, Scotland, doing a three-day workshop. And this is interesting. You talked about the medical community. Yes. My level one trauma doc, Dr. Jeff O'Driscoll, he had a paranormal spiritual experience. When they life-flighted me in, he was, not, he, was, he was overseeing the care, but he wasn't involved in you know, hands-on care. He had a crew of five surgeons working on me. Right. But in the level one trauma room, he had an experience with my deceased wife, Tamara, in the room where she literally appeared to him. He wow. saw her. I, I don't always see like that. I feel. Right. And she communicated to him how grateful she was for all they were doing to save my life. Wow. And he shared that with me early on. But we've now become friends and have been connected over the last 20 years He's going to be speaking with me in Finhorn, Scotland on uh, the, the, the conference is called From Trauma to Transformation. And we're going to be talking about the medicine and the process. I mean, he's going to be talking about Western medicine, but the spirituality in medicine and those caregivers, and first responders and trauma people. Then we're going to talk about ancient medicine, you know, Reiki and healing and shamanistic uh, practices. And then we're going to get into new medicine which yes. is all about how we can be connected to angels, to yes. the divine, and to source, so we have our answers. That's in May. Yes. And then on, on the 9th of May, I'm going to be speaking at St. James Church in Piccadilly, uh, London. Okay. I'm very excited about because they've had, oh gosh, they've had guests there like Neil Donald Walsh, okay. Marianne yes. Williamson, yes. Uh, Deepak Chakra, Eckhart Tolle. I'm, I'm, I'm just honored and thrilled yes. to be Listed with that lineup of great spiritual teachers, and yes. Um, yes. I'm, 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 I'm very, very honored about that, and yet I'm just, I'm just me. But those are some of the things, and that's all on the website, too. You yes. can see what's coming up well, now. I, I am so thankful. Also, I, I work with an um, organization that Neil uh, Donald Walsh founded, Humanities Team. I work yes. very closely with them. Neil has been a guest on my show. Marianne Williamson has been a guest on my show. Oh, I'm still trying to get Eckert. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> One, um, two of my favorite books are um, The Power of Now yes. and, and New Earth. So, yes. But, uh, yes, I, I have been very blessed, little me, to get some of these very well-known people on Awake to Oneness Radio. So, I'm really well, thankful for that. Caroline, um, little, I, little OU is a very, very bright, 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 big, beautiful light in this world. And I trust you know that. Oh, and thank of you. course, you're attracting the likes of those folks because you are all that. And, and uh, anyway, thank what, a great, what a great thank thing you're doing. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I, am so, I am so looking forward to every now moment with me, especially uh, the thing I love about the show is talking and conversing with people that are awake to oneness awake to the truth because it's it's just it is coming and and soon everyone will be awake and they'll be like how will we asleep for so long <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
how did we do that? We we actually went to war and killed each other. We actually yeah. did stuff like what that. Were, what were we thinking? What were we thinking? <laughs> yes, yes. So that is the that day is coming, and it's actually it's speed. Time is speeding up because time is 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 relative, as Einstein said, and it's speeding up. And before we know it, even might even be in our lifetime where we truly see a mass awakening to the universal truth of oneness. And that will just be, that would be heaven. That'd be heaven here on earth. That's right. I, I yeah. feel that's where we're going. Yeah. I feel that's, that's the game we're playing is the whole universe is saying they're going to get it. They're yes. going to get it. Yes. And then when we do, yes. they'll all clap and say, you know, congratulations. We knew you would, yes. we knew you would remember and i loved your word you, you would remember you would put back together all that you are yes exactly and, remember and, uh, put back those pieces put right. those pieces of the puzzle because we all i love to think of us as all unique pieces of the puzzle and we're all unique and we can only fill that spot in the puzzle in this gigantic puzzle of all right. that is and we're all a, a tiny unique um, piece that fits only only we can put that piece into place right and, and it's not complete without every piece i mean i exactly. you know we all we all are in this together i love the uh, i think it was Rumi, yeah who said the one became many yeah and the many became one and that's what we're in the process of is coming together embracing that oneness and literally being that to change yes. the whole vibration of this planet Yes, and my favorite Rumi quote is, you're not a drop in the ocean, you're the ocean in a drop. That's the right. The holographic aspect of who we are. We are like a tiny, tiny cell of God, but that tiny cell is holographic, meaning we are all of God in a drop. Yes. So, yes. Oh, I love it. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. So, so much. This has been so wonderful. I just, I, I can't wait to meet you. Oh, one of the things I want to do when I, when we get to Arizona, um, I don't know how many speakers there are, but I want to try to do little 10, 15 minute. Um, I'm going to bring my camera <laughs> and do a little 10, 15 minute interview with each speaker, either as they go on or when they come off. But so I'm going to. Oh, I'm. Sign me up. I'll, I'll shave. I'll shave and comb my hair so we can. Uh, so. <laughs> you look great. You look oh, great. Thank you. thank you so much. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. And I'm just, I can't wait to read your new book. I love oh, it. I, and I will sign it for you and, and, and love and blessings your way, Caroline. What, you. a, what a beautiful thing you're doing and what a powerful, powerful difference you're making. So as they say, namaste. Yes, the namaste. Me honors and recognizes the divine within you. Yes. God bless. You're, you're a beautiful woman. Thank you. And you too. Back at you. You're doing you. such wonderful work too. Thank you so much. Okay, we will see each other in April. There we go. Can't wait. Okay. All righty.